If you've been here the last several weeks now, you know that we are in the middle of a, a really cool, really unique series that is titled Abide. And this concept is one that we see in John chapter 15. Jesus is talking to his followers. And over and over again, he says this phrase, abide in me. It's one of my favorite sections of scripture because there's so much in it as you dig into it. But really on the surface level, what Jesus is saying is, I, I want you to stay connected to me. I want you to stay close to me. I am the source of all of these things. So, so make your home with me. And so what we've been doing throughout this series is we've been talking about the different practices and habits that we can implement in our daily lives to abide, to do just what Jesus tells us to do. And so we've talked about uh, spiritual habits like prayer, and got to hear some amazing wisdom on that. We got to hear about the importance of reading scripture. Last week, we heard an amazing message on the power of speaking the word out. And man, that was one that changed my perspective. And I've been watching very closely what comes out of my mouth this week. Um, and in fact, uh, Becky, who, who spoke that message, last week she told this amazing story about her son and some things that he was going through and how she gave him um, some pieces of paper, some laminated pieces of paper with scripture on it. So anytime he was struggling, he would read these scriptures out aloud. It's such a powerful story. But uh, our creative team this week, they created that very same thing. It's a, a little booklet for our kiddos with the same exact scriptures that Becky covered. And so if you're a parent of a kiddo, I don't care how old they are, and you want them to get into the practice of speaking scripture aloud, then we have that in the back. Make sure you grab it when you leave. <laughs> However many you need, go ahead and grab those and help your kiddos speak that out. Make that a spiritual habit in their lives because it truly will change them from the inside out. So please don't forget about that. Make sure you grab those. But we have a special message this morning as well. And uh, throughout the series, we've heard from different people. And today we're going to hear from uh, somebody else. And I'm so excited about this. This is somebody who um, me and my family have been close with for a long time now. So I've known her for quite a while. But over the last few years, we've, uh, our families have gotten closer and closer and have a really special friendship. And she is just the type of person that, I don't know if you have anybody in your life who's like this, but you just like to be around her. You know, like that type of person where it's like, if, if I'm going to be around her, I know that it's going to be a good evening or a good time. She's just so nice and so gentle, but also so fun. She's just an amazing person. And there's such a depth of wisdom that she has as well. And so we're going to get to hear from that this morning. She's going to be talking on the topic of worship. And so please help me welcome Jennifer Andrews. Good morning. I was thinking on my way here this morning, I was like, man, I wish I was going to get up there and have this beautiful English accent like Miss Kathy did a few weeks ago. 
But what you're going to get is the remnants of a northern nasally accent because I'm from the very tip top of Ohio, like on the border of Michigan and Ohio. <laughs> um, and ladies, you are going to appreciate this. I wore my uh, waterproof mascara today. <laughs> Last week, I did not do that, and by the second song, it was everywhere. And I was like, I'm not letting that happen today because I've got to look my best. I'm speaking. <laughs> Seriously, though, I am so honored that I was um, asked to speak today. I don't know how to explain it because this is, like, my first time up here, but I truly feel like God has given me a word to speak today. Yeah. Let's pray. God, here we are with open hearts, open minds, open spirits. God, we are ready to receive what you have for us today. We thank you, God, for the lives that are going to be changed today. We thank you, God, for what you are going to remind us of today. You are so good, and we worship you in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, I want to just start with a scripture today. In the New Living Translation, Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Have you ever had someone who copied you? Like, you just got... Um, a new pair of shoes, or a new purse, or a car, a hairstyle, I don't know. And the next thing you know, someone walks in with that exact same thing. How does that make you feel? <laughs> or maybe you are the person who does the copying. Maybe you find your inspiration from those that are closest to you. It's easier that way. I know I have definitely done that before. But in the scripture that we just read, Paul the Apostle is warning us to stay away from copying this world, to stay away from imitating the world. We are to set ourselves apart. We do this through worship, by offering our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. Now, as a Christ follower, what is worship? What does it look like? You may immediately think, well, it's when I'm in church or I'm in my car and I'm praising and singing. And you're not wrong. That is absolutely a form of worship, but that is not the extent of it. It's not limited there. Throughout the scripture, there are many different forms of worship. There's praising and singing, there's dancing, trembling, bowing, serving, sacrificing. The list goes on and on. In the most simple of terms, worship is our response to our creator. Amen. 
It's how we show our love and adoration for what matters most to us. As humans, we were made to worship. We were made to live connected to the God that created us. In fact, there is no such thing as not worshiping. The choice that we get is what we worship. The book of Psalm is a beautiful depiction of this, of worshiping through the good and the bad, of worshiping through seasons of happiness and seasons of loss. And we all go through seasons. We all go through times when things are really, really good, and we all go through times when things are about as low as they could possibly get. But the Bible makes it very clear that we are to worship no matter what season of life that we are in. So how do we do this? How do we walk in worship on a daily basis no matter what season of life that we are in? The first season that I want to talk about today is the season of happiness. Now, this is a season that can make or break you. And what I mean is this. This is a season where you can become complacent. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Nothing to complain about. So God is put on the back burner. It is so important to remember that worship reflects your heart posture. Allow your passion for God to run so deep that everything that you do flows from that place. This reminds me of the story of Martha and Mary in Luke chapter 10. Now, Martha and Mary were sisters of Lazarus. Lazarus was the guy that Jesus raised from the dead. These siblings were also very close friends of Jesus. So one day as Jesus and his disciples are traveling, they decided to stop and pay a visit to his friends. Now, I don't think when Jesus was like visiting people, he was the type to like lay back on the couch, prop his feet up in the air, let someone feed him some grapes. <laughs> I don't think that was his vibe. I think when Jesus was visiting someone, he was very intentional. He was laying out truth. He was loving. He was serving. He was discipling. Now, the scripture tells us during this time that Martha was busy. She was busy doing all the things. She's cleaning the house. She's getting the food prepared for everybody to eat. And where was her sister? Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. She was soaking in everything that he had for her. She was resting in his presence. Now, Was this the norm? Absolutely not. In fact, in that culture, really, Mary should have been in there with Martha doing all the things. But this is what I see in my head if someone were to ask her, Mary, what are you doing? 
Why aren't you in there helping Martha? There is so much to get done. I think that Mary would look at him straight in the eyes. Oh, you must not have heard my story. You must not have heard about what Jesus has done for me. You see, when I think back over my life and what God has done for me, I can't help but fall at the feet of Jesus. You see, Mary had an understanding of what true worship was. Her heart posture was one of worship. She couldn't help but fall to her knees in response to her creator. In your time of of happiness, allow worship to flow from your heart and let everything that you do come from that place. The next season that I want to talk about is the season of waiting. This is a season of heartbreak. You have a longing and a desire in your heart, whether it's for a healing, a spouse, to have a child, for an unsaved loved one to find Christ, or to be used by God in a way that you have never been used before. But you have prayed the prayers, and you have shed the tears, and you now feel forgotten, and you feel unseen. I want to encourage you during this time to worship in the silence. Yes. Yes. Reflect on God. Reflect on what he has already done for you, where he's already brought you from. Stand on the promises of God. He is true. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Second, be still enough to hear God when he's talking to you. Don't busy yourself so much that you can't even hear the voice of God when he's trying to speak something to you. Don't fill your void during your season of waiting with idols. Abide in God. Get to know him. How do we do this? We do this through communication with him. Communication like prayer, reading your Bible, guidance from spiritual leaders in your life. This is how you get to know God. I truly believe in the season of waiting, this is where we are refined. You are put to test for the long haul, and God sees you. He sees your faithfulness, and he sees your heart, and you are loved, and you are not forgotten. The final season that I want to talk about today is the season of battle. Worshiping in your season of battle. Now, this is a season of desperation. It feels like your whole world has been turned upside down and there is no center, there is no gravity. But this is also a season of action. Listen, worship It's your battle cry. 
This is how we fight our battles. So how, how do we actually worship in our season of battle? The Bible makes it very clear what we are to do. Put on your armor. Ephesians 6 talks about putting on the armor of God. The belt of truth. Stand in the truth of God. Know who you are and know who he is. Find your confidence in that. The breastplate of righteousness. Repent of your wrongdoings and strive daily to do what is right. The gospel shoes. Spread the gospel. Be a light to other people. The shield of faith. Allow your faith in God to be so strong that nothing can get by that. And the helmet of salvation. Remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. He gave his life so that we could spend eternity with him. Take hope and comfort in that. And the sword of the spirit, the word of God. This is your weapon. Study it, memorize it, declare it. We have been talking so much about declaration these past few weeks. There is something to be said about it. Declaring victory over situations in your life out loud. Growing up, my mom was so good at this. She wanted something, she declared it. She was a single mom of three girls, and we struggled financially. But there was this house, I can't explain it, but she knew in her spirit that we were meant to live there. It wasn't even unoccupied, okay? But we would pass it every day on the way to school. So every day on the way to school for years, she would say as we passed the house, I declare in the name of Jesus that we are going to live in that house. (laughs) Guess who ended up living there? (laughs) Listen, Jesus hears our prayers. Let your desires be known. I want to go even a little further in how to fight your battles. I encourage you to remove darkness from your life. Let the light of God shine in you and through you like a beacon. Remove sin from your life. Get it out. Play worship music in your house and in your car. Surround yourself with people who will walk this life with you, who will uplift you and help carry your burdens. Second, remember. Remember where Jesus has brought you from. Remember the battles that he has already won. Remember the miracles that he has performed in your life. We all have them whether we recognize it or not. And third, lean into God. Make an intentional choice to draw closer to him. When we are in battle, we have two choices. We can run away from the enemy, allowing fear 
depression and anxiety to overcome, or we can run to the battle knowing that we have already won because of who is on our side. Listen, worship, it's not about a song. It's not even about a feeling. When worship begins is the moment that we understand that it's not about you, but it's about the one who created you. It's the moments when you are so stressed to the max that you don't even know what you're going to do next. But instead of turning to something else to momentarily fulfill you, you lift your hands to the one who can take care of it all. It's about the moments when you're alone and you don't know if you can or even want to continue. But you know to whisper the name of Jesus. It's about the moments when you look back over your life and you think about where God has brought you from and you can't help but fall to your knees in reverence to him. Worship is not about you and it's not about me. It's about an understanding of a God who is so beautiful and loving that he gave his life on a cross so that we could spend eternity with him. Let me leave you with this today. These past few weeks, as we've learned about abiding in Christ, There is a common theme that I've picked up on, and it's this. This is a daily walk. You are always going to be going through a season, whether it's a season of happiness, of waiting, of battle, or anything in between that I've missed. You will be in a season, but listen to my voice. God does not expect perfection. He simply wants you to show up. Show up daily. He wants to abide in you and you in him. We learned from Miss Kathy several weeks ago to daily go to God in prayer. We learned from Patrick the importance of reading the scriptures. We learned from Miss Becky the importance of speaking the truth of God with our mouths. And we know to worship God for who he is. These are the keys to remaining in God. These are the keys to abiding with him.